All right, all right, everybody. We're back. All right. <laughs> Another episode, Paving a Path podcast. And uh, this is a special one because it's going to be the first one that we're going to video. We're going to start videoing these, putting them online, YouTube, Instagram TV, all that jazz. And uh, yeah, so a couple announcements. Um, my full record, Mountainside River Dream. It's going to be out this Friday, February 28th, and I am pumped. Woo! Man, that's been a long time coming, and I just got to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, everybody out there uh, who has worked with me on this, who has helped me you know, make this possible. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm super excited for it. So yeah, that'll be out this Friday. We got CDs. We'll have CDs on sale. You'll be able to stream it everywhere, all that jazz as well. And uh, the natives, we got some big announcements coming up. Uh, an announcement coming next week about something that's going on next week. And um, I'm really excited to share that with you guys, as I'm sure the rest of the crew is too. Episode 15. Let's get into it. Julie Wellgoss. She is an event and design company owner here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she also herself, along with another colleague, uh, they do a podcast too. And her event and design company is called First Off Listen Events. And they do, you know, clothing design, singer-songwriter nights, uh, you know, party planning, all this kind of stuff. A lot of good stuff. She's super awesome. It was so much fun talking to her. I think you guys will really enjoy it. We talk about so much stuff. Uh, if you're interested in finding out any more about uh, her company, what Julie's up to, or the podcast, her Instagram handle for the events page is First Off Listen underscore events that's at first off listen underscore events her podcast is called adultish advice podcast and you can find that at adultish advice podcast that's at adult ish advice podcast so let's get into it episode number 15 julie Wellgoss on paving a path podcast let's just uh let's start from the beginning okay yeah so tell me where you're from tell me everything about your childhood, all that stuff, for like hours, just tell me. Okay, all right. It's, <laughs> yeah. I do have a very interesting way of growing up. Definitely. Um, so I grew up in a cult. No, really? I'm, I'm totally, okay. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, I'm totally I'm like, kidding. Damn, this is wild. I was born in Philadelphia. Okay. And I moved to Alaska really? when I was like three. Were you? And how long were you in Alaska? I was there until high school. No. I noticed you have a pretty strong accent. Okay, yeah. Is so that, is that your parents? No. So we moved to Jersey. Ah, uh, there it is. And it, after college, I worked in New York City for six years, five years, you. five years. Yeah. So now the accent is strong. It's thick. Yeah. It's laid on thick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what do you want to know? Like, okay, so you're, you know, you do stuff in music, and you have, you know, a couple different things going on right now, but. Did you like grow up doing music or why? So you said when you were in Alaska and then you moved to Jersey and you went to school in New York? I went to, yeah, I went to college right outside New York City and okay. then I got a job in New York. Where'd you go to school at? It's called William Patterson. William Patterson. Um, nobody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. No, yeah, one you're right. no one knows about it. No one knows about it. Yeah. So you, did, you said you studied music there? So, all right. When I moved to Jersey from Alaska, um, I kind of had obviously a hard time like fitting in with, 
I went to high school in like kind of a richer area. Um, it was like the kids that were like the Hollister and the Abercrombie. Oh, for and sure. Yeah, you know what for I mean? Sure. And like my family didn't have that kind of money. My parents got divorced. So it was kind of like I was wearing thrift store clothes and all that. And right. not that I got made fun of, but I wasn't like. Kids are mean, man. Kids are so fucking so mean. mean. They're so mean. Sorry, I don't know if you. I no, you're curse. good. Okay. You're good. Yeah, that <laughs> kid. Mm, I mean, that's a whole other topic right there. Oh, I'm yeah. terrified to have kids because somebody bullies my damn kid. I'm going to go down there and beat or, his little ass. <laughs> or if my kid bullies me. Like, yeah. kids are mean. Kids are so mean. Don't yeah. Pick on me. Girls are mean. High school girls are mean. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, I would go home and I don't, you know, sign on AIM, like AOL oh, yeah. and some messenger, right? <laughs> Yeah, and then you got <laughs> the lime wire, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So prime, like that's actually like when I started really learning about music, like okay. like listening to these bands. I mean, it's so MySpace, so fucked up, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's like illegal <laughs> stuff downloading. But it's I was terrible. I would, we didn't know any different. Didn't know anything. I thought it was legal or yeah. whatever. Um, so I started, you know, spend hours like just listening to music and like. I, I know it's cliche, but it became like an escape for me. Sure. Um, which I think it is. It's an outlet for everyone. Um, and I think like around the time I was like 15 or 16, I was just like, I'm, I hate high school. I hate these people. I hate this town. Like as soon as I graduate, I'm going to New York City and okay. I'm going to work in music. And I never really had a desire to be a musician or anything like that. Right. I just wanted to know the artists like i was obsessed with guns and roses i was obsessed with the doors i was obsessed oh, with yeah. the rolling stones like Some rock and roll yeah just anything my parents like raising on in alaska there's no like mainstream music scene you know i didn't really know about like britney spears or avril lavigne or anything that was going on here because <laughs> it's daylight 24 yeah, 7 yeah there's like <laughs> not, we, you don't have those you don't have like the don't mtv have or the vh1 night. right yeah <laughs> no it's only partying in alaska for yeah. real for real yeah <laughs> 20 where i was straight of partying uh. so i didn't know any of that i just knew like what i grew up on and I became like infatuated with these like rock and roll people like right. their lifestyle and I would read like every book I could about Pink Floyd and like Sid Barrett and Jim Morrison and all these people and I was just like I want to be in that life I was obsessed with the movie Always Fam oh, Almost Famous Dude, like me too. still my favorite movie. movie I am Penny Lane <laughs> <laughs> I am and I just like became infatuated with this culture and I'm like how can I get in there like not necessarily a groupie, right? But like, as they say, be a part of it. As they say, in almost famous, a band aid, like yeah, the person that aids the band. So yeah. I went to college at William Patterson, and they had a really good music management program. Um, but the thing with the music management program was you couldn't major in it unless you were a musician. So you had to actually audition. Okay. And I'm not a musician, so I was like, well, that's out the door. Right. Um, but I could minor in it, so I was like, well, I'll major in audio production and I'll minor music management and I'll figure it out. Yeah. So in my undergrad, I did like the music and entertainment organization, hosted live events and like basically worked my ass off, like took like every internship I could get, even though like I had a licensing one in like the basement of this guy's house. And this is in New York? This is at, in at, Jersey. Okay, so it so this is a school in Jersey? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like about 20 minutes from New York. Gotcha. So gotcha. Yeah. The bus goes right in there. So right. that was my first. Yeah, I did the licensing thing. And then I got a job in PR in the city. Yeah. And like, or an internship, I shouldn't say a job. And I, I loved it because it was exactly what I wanted to do. I was able to meet these artists. I was able to help them grow their career and watch them grow their career. And like, while also going to their shows and hanging out with them and like being in the New York City music scene. And yeah. the only thing is it was unpaid. Yeah. 
So now, I'm, you not to interrupt you, but you were saying, let's talk about, uh, you know, you were doing a, an internship in, the, in this dude's basement. <laughs> now, what... What exactly? Let's just let's just start from the beginning of that and tell me how that came about. And then when you walked in, were you expecting it to be in this basement? I mean, no. was it like you were like, "Oh, this is awesome," or no. like, "What the hell?" Yeah, have I, I walked in. I was like, "I've made it." Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I've signed, mom. Well, we needed an internship to graduate, yeah, and it had to be in the music industry, and no one's hiring. Like you're applying to Sony and Warner and Universal sure. and like you and like 10,000 other people in New York City exactly. are applying and like and over, all over the world probably. Yeah, of course. And like of course I I don't like to put myself down but it's like well what do I have that's going to like sure. compare to you know the people gets, that know someone. Yeah, you get you, you're like damn, like what am I going to do? You yeah, know? yeah. So I like went to my professor and I was just like, dude, I need an internship to graduate what do i do like i can't find one he's and he, like go find somebody in the basement he was like have you tried knocking on people's doors he was like there's an adjunct professor who has a licensing company and i'm sure he would let you intern there and whatever and i was like okay cool so obviously the guy was like yeah no problem like it's licensing i knew nothing about it i was right. just like okay cool it's some music i'm gonna love it whatever i gotta do yeah and um i went to i knew he ran his business out of his home um, but I had no idea what I was walking into because I walked in, he had a dog. I love dogs. This dog smelled so bad. And <laughs> he, in Washington so gross. And his wife was running a real estate company out of it. And she was an aggressive Italian woman, like screaming at people on the phone all day. <laughs> then there was this other kid that did like audio editing. So he was like in the corner with headphones on doing so this is one room yeah there's <laughs> like sitting over there in the four corner. of us he turns around every once in a while he looked miserable and i was like oh god like i don't even know what i'm doing and the internship was like 8 a.m to like 4 p.m every day damn yeah no it, pay no pay yeah um licensing for a, a, a company I'm not going to say the name, but I'm yeah. sure they're not in business anymore. I Googled them when I was interning there, and it was like all these lawsuits came up. Oh, man. And basically, it was like licensing music for commercials. Sure. Um, And it wasn't like any good music. There was like nothing on there that I was inspired by. Right. But that was that was all that licensing company was doing was just strictly like commercials and yeah. movies, stuff like that. Yeah. And then they were like mentioning about planning an event over the summer, like a giant outdoor live concert, and they wanted oh, this boy. like... uh army hero to drop down on a plane I, they were Damn. like telling me and I, I was i mean i was 20 at the time but i was still like what the, like <laughs> what how the do you expect to do that you're uh, whatever you can't even pay me <laughs> yeah, okay yeah so the yeah. internship ended and they were like we actually want to keep you on we'll keep you on for nine dollars an hour um but then at the same time, I got the offer for the other internship in pr yeah and i was like i'm going to take this unpaid internship over this paid position because i hate licensing like i'll never go back to licensing yeah. i hate it yeah and um so i started actually paying to go to my internship like with train commutes and it's actually a funny story i got hired at the internship in the city i interviewed with this girl she emailed me about an hour after she was like we'd love to have you like you know come in on this date and start so i was like cool cool so i go in on that date i'm all excited i'm like i'm working in new york I like got it going on yeah so i walk in and they're like hi how, how can i help you and i was like oh i'm here for my first day of the internship and they were all like looking around like mm, uh, and they were like who are you interning with and i was like I, whatever i said her name and they were like 
all right. So they start like whispering. They go in the back room. They come out and they're like, so she actually quit that day. Oh. The day that she hired me, she like quit and never told anyone that she hired an intern. Wow. And Mm. um, yeah, so I was like, what do I do? Like I'm here. And um, this girl walked in and she was like, what's going on? And I, they told her and she goes, oh, you can be my intern. Like, come Damn, with me. And I was nice. like, okay, cool. She was the president of A&R there. Holy cow. She was like the top girl. All the un- other interns had to work the front desk and do the trash. Yeah. And she put me right in it. She was like, you're a publicist. What a and, sweetheart. Yeah, it was amazing. I worked with her for six months. Then she moved over to City Winery to do uh, marketing. And she mm-hmm. brought me with her. Okay. And she's been like kind of my rock for a while in the city there until I got a paid position in sales and vinyl production. Do you guys still keep in touch? Yeah, we do. She has her own uh, like PR company now. She's doing yeah. her own thing because she like moved away from the, you know, right, working right. for people. But yeah, it was... Um, Talk about like, damn, you had to be sitting in that lobby like when they're like whispering behind the door and you're like what i had a lump in my throat because i was just like well now what yeah this is so annoying yeah 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 so it kind of just grew from there and then i did the vinyl thing like designing vinyl records and all that but it was more of a sales thing and i quit because i was miserable and what do you mean when you say designing vinyl so like an artist would come if they wanted their a record on vinyl mm-hmm. and they would say this is like what i want the actual disc to look like okay. and this is the art i want on it and like so i want it clear color yeah or... and putting it all together yeah. and making that kind of happen which is cool because i love that stuff but right. then it was also you had to do outreach to get people which i hate calling people and be like how can i sell you a vinyl record and like it's two thousand dollars you uh, know so and it's, it's kind of like a sales position yeah and my boss was horrible horrible there was only three of us in that office there was this guy this older guy who would play i'm not kidding tribal music all day and if you went to go change the spotify he would get mad and then behind me was my boss who was just wicked oh man wicked just toxic as hell so mean such a mean person so i think like six months into it she wanted to do like a checkup to see where i was and i was like i can't take it anymore i'm so sorry i was like i quit like i can't do this damn yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's been a rough road <laughs> so you you when you finished out uh your internships and all that yeah and then you know i think when we had talked earlier you said you never finished school right i finished my undergrad finished your undergrad yeah i finished my undergrad um so after i quit the vinyl record place i got a job in jersey actually because i was like i can't really afford to commute to the city anymore um so i got a job in in jersey doing basically out uh it was an executive assistant position and the my boss had three daughters who were incredibly talented musicians and singers and his wife was an awesome gospel singer so I got to do a lot of like booking for them and marketing for them and you know it was fun it was a really fun job and it was really good pay and he took us to Puerto Rico and he would take us to these like fancy clubs in the city and all that but um yeah, he, there, it, something happened in the company and he had to lay off like everyone and mm-hmm. it sucked. And it was like that feeling of like, well, I'm back at rock bottom. Like yeah. now I don't know where to go. Right. Which I think is really common in this field Absolutely. of entertainment. And uh, it can happen in the snap of a finger. I, th- I think a lot of people don't understand that. You no. Know, we're, we're working for private corporate, you know. And it's not great pay. Like yeah. it's really no. not. And I think like after getting that paid position in sales, it was my first job in the industry that I was actually getting paid for, but I was still so miserable. Right. And it was like that thing where it's just like, is this worth it anymore? Like yeah. is, is getting that job, that dream job or whatever you've been working your ass off interning 
for free for three years and now you have something and you hate it yeah it's just like maybe i'm not cut out for this industry maybe i actually don't like this industry that's a pretty impressive realization because a lot of people don't they get in that situation and that's i want to say a healthy percentage of individuals would just be like well okay this is it you know i'm gonna gonna sit here and I'm unhappy, but I keep getting paid, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of envious of those people, too, because it's like I, I know eventually I do need to, like, well, I think I'm at a place now where I can, but I, at the time I was like, I do need to eventually just suck it up and work. Nobody likes their job. Who yeah. likes their job, right? And um, I just didn't want to settle for being that miserable. Sure. Um, I mean, if you met my boss, you would understand, too. Like, oh, she's yeah. truly I get the it. girl that got my job after actually reached out to me and she's like, Do you want to get a drink? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what she wants. And she was like, Did you hate your job? And I was like, Yes. And she's like, Thank God I hate it. Like the floodgates. Came yeah. Over. And like, we became, we're still friends, but it was so funny. She's like, I'm so miserable and I yeah. hate our boss. And now she's like working for Billboard and killing it. So, Good. yeah. 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 She, she works. There, she I mean she's she stayed there a lot longer than I did right, but right. yeah so then I got the other job and then laid off from that and um yeah there I was still bartending this whole time too like on the weekends just yeah. for extra money and I was like at least I still have that like I don't have I'm not poor I have money coming in I can figure out the next thing I want to do and I kind of had like a moment where I was just like I'm gonna go to Nashville mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get my master's degree you just were like randomly. I just want to go to Nashville. Or? Uh, I wanted to go to Nashville for a while because I came here once and I was like, you really liked it. Yeah, I was like, I feel like if there's anywhere that I could be to like thrive in this industry, it's gonna be in Nashville. Was that just because it was Music City, or what happened when you visited? Or I visited here and I stayed with a friend um, who I met through this organization I'm part of called Women in Music, and I kind of explored the city and. Yeah, something about it just felt right. Like going down Music Row and seeing all the, the buildings and all the, the uh, studios and all that. I was just like, yeah, I think I want to do this. I hadn't touched audio production in years. And we did the you know, the, the RCA tour. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, and I've done it. Yeah. And it's great. It, I, I, when I was standing in that room, I got like I teared up because yeah. I was just like, if I can live here and be a part of something that's so historic and so profound of like these musicians that I've spent my life like so fascinated by. Yeah. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. But I didn't really have a reason to come down here. I was in a relationship I wasn't happy in, but I was like, if I leave, people are going to be like, where are you going? Like <laughs> I had a life there. So right? I was like, if I have an excuse to go down there, people won't be. Sure. Is upset. So I was like, I'm going to get my master's. And everyone was like super proud of me and amped. And I just dropped out in December. Yeah. <laughs> so how that didn't further, work. How much further did you have to go? I had about a year, but yeah. the, the program is awful. And everyone I've told about it, I've even told Will about it. He was just like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was sure. going to be more of learning how to track and, you know, produce and things like that. But it was more of like the science of hearing. And yeah, I think, um, I think that's a lot of. That's a lot of, uh, how do I say this, like college educational experience mm-hmm. because um, Brandon, that's a partner in the band and one of my best friends here, he went to full sail mm-hmm. and, you know, granted that they do have specific, you know, sections of the chorus where they go through like yeah. production and stuff like that. A lot of it was, you know, sound and, you know, hurts and specific mm-hmm. things you're hearing yeah. and you know, like, this shit's boring, man. It is boring. And I learned a lot, but um, 
there was this one computer programming class I could not pass and it was required and uh, <laughs> this is actually really funny I mean it's not funny it's so sad to hear but like now I'm just like that's so funny um the professor called me into his office like wanted to meet with me after the semester was over and everyone's like he's probably just gonna tell you, you did a really good job and I was like no he's not like <laughs> I no he's not he's obviously not and I basically went in there and he was just like if you can't grasp programming you'll never grasp audio engineering because this is the core of audio and I said programming yeah like coding and he said yeah and I went okay like <laughs> all right I'm and, out <laughs> yeah I called my mom like immediately and I was like would you be disappointed and she was like no like yeah. do uh, do what makes you happy I'm I'm never going to be a computer programmer. Right. Like, yeah. th- I mean, you record. <laughs> you sit there before recording and, like, computer program. Like, I must program exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I, and I told him, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I would yeah. like to. Nobody wants to no fucking wants, do Well, he does. Except for, like, yeah, like, computer guys and nerds <laughs> that, like, want to geek out on that shit. <laughs> Which, like, no hate to them. But, no. like, I was like, I'm, I want to do something more creative. I'm really into mixing and producing yeah. and tracking. And he was like, well, that has nothing to do with audio engineering. And I was like i'm confused like what i'm confused i'm gonna leave now (laughs) yelling at me i'm so confused by this bro like i don't understand why i'm here that's so weird yeah and a lot of kids in the program have dropped out and a lot of them really really like a lot of problems with them and i mean was that in like the curriculum when you looked at the course description and the curriculum lied and (laughs) the whole thing was basically a, a sham but yeah um, my mom was like, can you just finish your thesis? Can you just like suck it up and do it? And right. I was like, D- if I have to spend a year doing a thesis on something that I hate, like yeah. computer programming and like the inner workings of the ear, like I don't even know how to come up with a topic. Like, <laughs> no, I can't. Like, I can't do this 1. to myself. 21 gigawatts. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. So yeah, now it's February and I uh, started an events company like right away and what okay so how long because this is something i'm interested in i haven't had somebody uh you know that was so deep into it like you were in that area up north but (laughs) how many years you know were you spending would you say between getting into music up north and then moving here like how many how much time was that um, like when I first like actually was working or interning. Yeah, it was about and got in the scene, so to speak. Yeah, it was about six years. How and moving down here, I mean, that had to be a pretty drastic. I packed up my car and I put my dog in my car and you I drove. Yeah, Ooh. and I drove and I never saw the apartment I was moving into until I moved in. Damn, it was really, it was an Antioch. You brave as shit, girl. Yeah, I mean, I was. It was the bravest thing I've ever done, and it was cool. It was like liberating and. Oh, a good feeling. Yeah, it was great. And then after my mom drove down with me, helped me move in, and after she left, I had that like oh shit yeah. like i don't know a single person here i don't have a job here yeah they settled down for a second <laughs> yeah it was really overwhelming um i got a job bartending yeah and just so you went, can make good money here doing that yeah i mean i went it was like a little bar it wasn't the best money but it paid my rent and yeah. i was in school and i was just trying to get by but so you were going to school here yeah 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 that's the program i just dropped out <laughs> i got you yeah so before we get into that though how would you describe the scene that you were in up there compared to here it's uh, that's a good question i think like the business side is way different here because everybody wants to help each other where like in new york it's not so much about helping each other it's you think someone's gonna help you and then you find out that they applied for the same job or you yeah. know they're undermining you somehow or um using you because fuck you over. yeah using you because they know that you'll work 
really hard for them for free. Sure. And they'll look like, you know, well, if you help me, you know, I can get get, Yeah, I can get you here. I can get you here. And they make all these promises and you're working your ass off as a kid, like, you know, going above and beyond and it never gets you anywhere. Right. And that's what kind of sucks. I mean, it might be the industry in general, but I feel like here in Nashville, people are more helpful. And I think because there's so many musicians here that move from all over, um, everybody wants to meet everyone. Everyone wants to work with each other. So it's refreshing. And it's, right. yeah, it, and I've met so many musicians and they all have different styles. It's not all country music. No. And yeah. There's, so, yeah, there's such a hub for everything. Yeah, so. I think that's a big misunderstanding is everybody sure. thinks it's just country. For sure. And I mean, the Kings of Leon are here. Yeah. A ton of rock guys. You know, there's some R&B cats here doing their thing. Yeah. A lot of like pop music. There's so much pop now. Yeah. It's, like, it's awesome. It's refreshing. It it's really fucking awesome because I, I feel like it's just, I mean, it's always been Music City, mm-hmm. but... I feel like that was strictly because of the studios and the companies and stuff. But now it's turning into a creative like hub for all these different genres. I think a lot of people here are creating Mm -hmm. a certain section of a genre that's not being created anywhere else. No, for sure. And it's so funny, like other places. I mean, whenever you're like, I want to go out and hear live music. People, I don't, I, I don't want to hear country music. Yeah, I'm which like, like, I don't. I mean, what? I don't know why people hate on country music either. I feel like it's just like the cool thing to do. But there's, it's, it's rare even like unless you're on Broadway, like you could hear any kind of music you want. I mean, yeah. I think it's more Americana than anything down here now, which is great. I love right. it. Yeah. And yeah, and people are willing to experiment with different styles. I mean, I see that at Starstruck all the time. People come in and write with people that you would never expect them yeah. to be paired with, and. I really, I, I like it. I don't get bored. Right. I don't right. get bored. I don't get drained here. It's yeah. not the same thing over and over again. That's that's a big thing. And I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about on that subject, but you're not the first person that said, because I've, I've had a couple people on that were from the West Coast mm-hmm. and a lot of them say the same exact thing regarding uh, everybody here just feels like a community mm-hmm. of individuals that yeah. want to help each other. And it's not necessarily about me. It's more of, like, you know, I want to help everybody and maybe we can get to the top or something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, even how we got connected and stuff, it's never uh, like, I mean, there's just constantly people referring each other to each other. It's so refreshing. It's so nice. Right. Like, I mean, I'm I'm trying to put on an event now that just connects producers with musicians and it's closed off only to producers and musicians because, you know, moving here, you need to get clientele as a producer and right. as a musician, you need to meet somebody that's going to make your music sound great and... I want to close it off. I don't want people coming in to hear live music. I just want people to be able to, to connect with each other, right. you know? And, dude, that's the craziest thing to me is because somebody like me uh, who doesn't have, like, a musical background other than, like, playing an instrument mm-hmm. and doing that back home, I didn't know. You know, you come here and you're like, I don't know where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I just know I'm here and I'm happy to be here. And then you start meeting people and then you start meeting people with like the, the most creative freaking brains. Yeah. And you're like, damn, I kind of want to work with them yeah. and see like what we can do. And they do this job and this and that. And that's so cool to me because yeah. you're kind of finding yourself through other people. But it's not in like a selfish me, me, me way. No, not it's at like all. I'm learning from these individuals. Well, When you moved here, did you immediately like put your band together or no? no? Uh, I met Brandon at Starstruck. Okay. So I met Brandon online via Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. He, he was like, uh, 
you know, he posted something. He was looking for a co-writer. Yeah. And he had said, I'm, I'm like, I like Ryan Adams. I like the Wild Feathers. I like yeah. the Eagles. And I'm like, hey, I kind of, I like them too. And <laughs> I was wanting to write more. And, and it wasn't even uh, like get a group together. I'd always wanted to do something yeah. like that. But I sent him some stuff. He sent me some stuff. And we were like, man, let's, let's get up and write. Yeah. And we met at Starstruck. And we happened to live across the street from each other. That's crazy. In Bellevue. That's so funny. <laughs> he was like, why the hell do we meet yeah, here? Yeah, right. We went all the way downtown. Yeah. That's so funny. So, yeah, I mean, that's... And that's exactly it. And yeah. it's also like it teaches you when you're here, especially if you're new and you don't know anyone, it teaches you to say yes to things. Like, you don't have right. the opportunity to hang out with, like, you know, your friends that you've grown up with. You have to go meet new people. Absolutely. And it's really scary. It is. Especially in your 20s, like Fuck late yeah. late 20s making friends. You're like, shit, man, I don't know if I'm going to like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, it's so awkward. I don't even want to fake it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Especially because like half the people you grew up with, you're like, if I met you now, I wouldn't yeah, be your friend. Like, Damn, man. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's like someone just saying I want to write with someone and you being brave enough to be like, I'll do it, right. you know? And you don't know who this guy is and, yeah. or where you're going. And, and dude, Dude, I've never told him this, or I may have mentioned it because we did a podcast a while back. It hadn't yeah. come out yet, but he had a picture at the SSL board, and uh, and it wasn't the pond, but it was in the what's the, the gallery. The gallery, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude, yeah, I ain't got that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's doing it, yeah, you know, all these looks and shit. I'm like, fuck, I was scared as hell, man. But if I didn't go, yeah. You know, it would have never have led to the Where Highway Natives and yeah. what we're doing. How long have you guys been a band? Um, So we started the Highway Natives about a year ago, a okay. year and a half ago. We we had been writing steadily for about a year before we mm -hmm. came out of the bedroom. Yeah. You know, we, were, we would sit in my guest bedroom apartment uh, at our old place and we would just write, 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 write. I love that. And finally, I was like, dude, I'm fucking tired of sitting here. Like, <laughs> let's go play this shit yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's such a nitpicky. And you got to be a perfectionist. There's like always really one do. Yeah, in the band. But I'm like, man, if we don't get out and do this, yeah. nobody's ever going to hear it. Where was your first show? I'm like interviewing you now. Crying, but I'm no, still, you're yeah, good. Yeah. You're good. The Crying Wolf? Yeah. Hell yeah. Crying How'd wolf. you get? Did you ask them to play? Like, hey, can, I, can we play? Um, What happened? <laughs> what was that? No, we had a friend at the time who was living here. Mm -hmm. She no longer lives here. She's from Rhode Island, Kim Petraka. And she was doing a show at uh, The Crying Wolf. She's like, hey, would she asked me, yeah. like personally as a solo artist, would you like to come? Because me and her had written a little bit okay. and did some, sh some rounds and stuff yeah. together. And I was like, well, me and, you know, my buddy Brandon, we've been putting this project together. I'd like to, uh, you know, would you mind if the band came and played? Yeah. And we didn't have it freaking soul at that time <laughs> and she was like yeah and i'm like fuck dude we gotta get a band yeah now we gotta do so we <laughs> yeah. gotta move because now we got a show yeah and we've we've been through you know not to keep going on but we've been through a ton of musicians and we finally have but we've made friends with them yeah. all. like we're all good friends yeah. now but it was just individuals who didn't want to like dedicate their time to one thing mm -hmm. and that's completely understandable like, yeah you know that's some people here want to be hired guns and they want to go do something else or yeah. do their own thing. And we finally, you know, a year and a half later, we found a group of guys that, you know, six of us can go hit the road. And, That's awesome. And we know a bunch of songs now. And <laughs> That's important. <laughs> that is important. Well, I mean, like, you know, when you're going out there and, yeah. and you, you got to make a little cash, you got to play some covers or yeah. something. It's That's nice. really cool. It's nice I mean, songs, you guys seem to have grown for only being together for like a year. Yeah, it's... 
that's one thing like we i don't know if you feel the same way but not everybody's like this but i have a tough time just sitting still Mm -hmm. um and will smith a couple other people i mean it's like a famous quote but basically you know while you're sleeping somebody else is working yeah and not that i want to be you know i don't know how to word this but i just i'm not the most talented musician and i was like if I'm going to get ahead and stand out. I better I better work harder than the next motherfucker yeah, next to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think like being a creative or being in the field that we're in like my mom always my mom works for the government, my brother works for the government, my dad worked for the government like not that we're like we love the government, but like it's just what they <laughs> fell into and yeah. um I used to work for the state. Okay, Florida. cool. Yeah. I mean my parents got the job when they were like eighteen and they just stayed with it and my mom got my brother the job and they're making sick money. Like at least my brother is. My brother's making so much money and um, yeah. and my mom's always like, Why don't you just do that? Like, why are you still doing what you're doing? And I'm like, Cause it's the it, there's just no other way. Sure. And yeah. I think people like us, I mean, I've noticed like we don't tend to settle and like even if you are working in the business side of music, you're still doing your creative projects on the side, like the thing that fulfills you. Like it's never going to be that thing where I go to work nine to five and I come home and I have dinner with my wife and I go to bed and I wake up and I go to work again. Right. It's that I go to work nine to five and I come home and I do the thing that fulfills me no matter how tired I am. Absolutely. And if I keep doing this, then I can leave that nine to five one day and I can actually be happy yeah. You know, even if it doesn't work out for me until I'm 40 years old. Yeah, but I got there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, that's what I love about Nashville. Nobody judges you. Nobody's no, like, yeah. That's such an important thing. It's so important. Because back home for me, not that anybody judges, but it's just, it's not Music City. Mm-hmm. That could be anywhere across America. Yeah. Somebody living there and you tell them, you know, all right, for instance, I went back home for Christmas and me and my dad we went out to eat somewhere Mm -hmm. for lunch and i love my dad to death and this is nothing against him and if he hears this i mean he'll understand yeah because in the car ride on the way there he's like i'm telling him things that i'm doing Mm -hmm. and people i'm meeting and how things are going you know just talking about life and he's like yeah i just i just don't understand like the music industry and stuff yeah. like that my mom's but the same way we were eating and an inv- uh, an individual that knew him an older gentleman came up and introduced himself and was just saying hey mm-hmm. and my dad was like yeah he's living in nashville um you know he he's in a band but he's also got a real job <laughs> and I, oh. I i was i had to hit him with it i was like yeah. yeah i got a real job but it's also in the music industry like i do music full time oh <laughs> like, parents yeah man. they don't get it no nah, and and that's like i said it's nothing against him he yeah. didn't mean anything of by course it. not he just they don't, people don't understand it yeah and here it's a career it's a lifestyle yeah. i mean you know over 50 percent of the community here is probably in the music industry which is also kind of rough when you're trying to get a job and you're like everyone's here to do the same oh, thing yeah. or like what makes me stand out from the other people right that is one thing i will say about nashville that i've noticed a lot and it's not so much with the male musicians it's with the female musicians who i love and adore and i respect every single one of them right but there is such a type here and i don't really see it's very rare that i see like a female musician get up on stage at a bar or whatever that i'm like she's different than everyone else here yeah okay. and i don't think that's any 
of their fault. I think that the one thing about Nashville is it's a stereotype and you uh, a lot of people that move here feel like they have to fit that like Carrie Underwood like right. stereotype and in the mold in yeah the and i think that there would be so much more growth if they had not like lady gaga different but just like something like just originality originality or yeah. like not afraid yeah. to be just original be you but are. i totally get being afraid to go against the grain right especially I, as a female and as a musician like yeah. actually trying to be in the public eye right. but it is kind of heartbreaking sometimes i hear these girls with these beautiful voices and but they're singing the same kind of song about like you know he didn't call me back and i'm angry and i'm slamming my door and it's like if that's what you feel write it but i don't think that's what you feel you know what i mean like i don't and you're like oh that would that's what would work yeah and and i guess that's good if it is working for you and you're playing live and you have a decent following on social media but i think that eventually you're going to get burned out as an artist if you're not correctly expressing yourself absolutely you know what i mean yeah i hear a lot of people and I say a lot of people, I'll say a lot of males, I'll just be honest, that say, so when folks are, they talk about the charts and radio and mm-hmm. females and, and uh, you know, music industry jobs, like yeah. female engineers and mastering engineers and producers and stuff like that. I hear this a lot and I don't know, like I'm, I'm not one to sit here and say it is this way or the mm-hmm. other. So I'm asking you how you feel. But when that question comes up as why do you feel like there's not as many females doing those type of jobs on the other side of the board yeah a lot of male people that i hear say oh it's just because they don't want to or they're scared they don't do it there's just not anybody wanting to do it yeah um as like my experience as an engineer i actually could answer this really well um the class that i was in there was only four girls and even that kind of seemed like a lot but a lot of them want to go into the research side of things um what I've experienced like in the engineer side on the production side is I don't want to say sexism because I feel like that term gets thrown around like left and right these days. But you feel uncomfortable. It's not like an uncomfortable. It's not like a creepy. I mean, of course, there's always creepy people, but it's not so much as a creepy thing. It's just the like and I don't know if it's because it's a good old boys club and a lot of the engineers are older. They've been doing it for 20 years. This is all they've ever known. So when you see like a younger girl coming in, it's it's I guess kind of hard especially if that's not the client like the the most common thing you're going to see to like trust in that person you actually have to work really hard to prove yourself um but I read a study about it female engineers and a lot of men said the reason they don't want a woman in the room in the tracking room is because they get an emotional attachment to the artist and it takes away the professionalism. You said you read this? Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's so silly. And it's such a stupid excuse. Like, yeah. it's such a stupid excuse. But it's things like, we don't want the emotional woman in the room. Or like, we don't want to listen to her. And I think that... Like, men but, can't be emotional. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never. Yeah. But I think that that steers a lot of women away from even trying to be in it. Because they're like, What's, well, I'm, it's never going to work out. Yeah, so you think it's kind of just molded into history? Yeah, I mean, even needs to be changed. even interning at a studio, um, I mean, I got lucky. Starstruck's amazing, and every single person there is nothing but respectful. Of course, like in those studios, but you know, in past internships, like even if I picked up a guitar case, like a musician, like never a younger one, always an older one would be like, "I'll carry that. It's okay. You don't you don't have to carry that." And I'm yeah. like. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Like, all right. You know I, what I mean? I'm a fragile girl. Or like come in and there's me and a guy and they'll like look at the guy and be like, Can you set this microphone up for me? And I'm just like Yeah. 
you know, just stupid things like that. And it's frustrating. And, you know, it is the old cliche, like, you know, women have to work harder. How do do you think, uh, how do you think you change that, you know, in the music industry? I think it's getting to a point now where it's equal. It's definitely being talked about more. For sure. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I really do wish that some of the, I, I wish that one day, uh, female musicians will stop trying to fit a mold, you know? Right. Um, and even women on the business side, like, I don't want to like say follow my path where I just quit everything that made me unhappy, but still like. If you're not happy, like speak up, do something different, like make your own path because you might struggle with the bills for a little bit, but I'm way happier now than I was like trying to fit that mold, that example of a woman working in music, Mm -hmm. sitting at a desk at one of the top three companies when at the end of the day, at the end of the workday, I was miserable. And I was like, this isn't the music I fell in love with as a kid. This is not what I wanted, you know? So I think it's just important. I mean, for females and males and everyone in between, like if you're not happy somewhere, you don't have to do it. Right. You don't have to do it. There are other options. You can wait tables. Like if you need the extra cash while you're working on your own thing, there's no shame. And I think that there's a stigma. People, you know, are too proud to take a part-time job. Dude, there is no shame. There's no shame. I I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I can't remember. I don't think it was on one of the podcasts, but it's crazy to me how the appearance of other people and what you own what Mm -hmm. you drive you know yeah what you wear it's it's judged by so many other people and it's so crazy you talk about that because that's our society yeah that's what we taught people it's like well if you don't go to school you're this (laughs) yep if you don't get a job you're this if you don't do this you're this if you don't wear these clothes you're this Mm -hmm. it's like why do i have to be these things why can't i just be myself yeah and do what i want you would think by now that we'd all be out of that stigma and i this is another cliche that like instagram is like you know it's fake and we see all these people that are successful but we don't know what they're doing when their phones are off but it's true like i scroll down my timeline and i'm like how come this girl i went to high school with just bought a house and it's like <laughs> like how how yeah. how but then you look at the big picture and it's like well she's probably not happy at the job she's at yeah. still in the same town Who that she's cares at if she is and exactly yeah. if that's the way she wants to be that's the way she wants to be but if i want to be like a gypsy and like <laughs> yeah. go everywhere i go and that's quit fine. like then yeah there shouldn't be any stigma around it and if somebody judges you then let them judge you let them judge you like that's the thing like i just got a job bartending again just like on the weekends because i'm like i want that extra cash i want that money exactly i want that money like there's nothing wrong with a side hustle no there's nothing wrong with it yeah it sucks that there's i mean right like oh you must you're working two jobs i mean you ain't paying your bills even when i was making really good money as an executive assistant i was still bartending because i'm like I just want extra money to buy the things I want. Right. Like, who cares? Exactly. I'm. I like the money. I like to bust my ass. Yeah. I like to work hard for yeah. what I want. When did that become something that was so poorly looked? I don't upon? know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I really. It's a shame. Man, I could talk about that for days. But <laughs> <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about your your company and your business. Okay. The uh. So you you run. Explain what it is. Okay. Um. It's called First Off Listen, which okay. my best friend here, Grace, and I came up with because we always say that. Like whenever we tell each other, and we're like, first off, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, that should just be the umbrella of everything we want to do. And it started off, we were going to do custom clothing because yeah. I 
and I do customized clothing for a bunch of people and I got her into it and we really enjoyed doing it. But then we were like, I want to grow this to something else. I want to get into the Nashville music scene. I want to put on live music, but I also want to get into, com- I love comedy. Like if I wasn't doing music, I'd be in comedy a hundred percent. Like, and sometimes I think about going into that. Um, you should. I love it. Um, and I wanted to do more fashion stuff and I wanted to do more entrepreneur stuff. So we were like, how can we like mix everything together and like, like combine everything that we love while still being like not this random company. And people are like, well, we don't know what you do. Yeah. And over the summer we worked at Bonnaroo and we did visual design for, um, this company called formation who are incredible women. And we helped curate this whole plaza for Haley Williams and Paramore. And it was so much fun. And, we were kind of inspired by that. So we got this cafe, Cafe Mackay, to let us host acoustic nights monthly, which is common in Nashville. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out right now like how what we can do to make it different, which is hard because, you know, it's like an acoustic night in Nashville. Of course. Yeah. We're still figuring that out. But we um yeah, we launched it and we like got hired to do an EP release party. We're doing an event next week that's just connecting female entrepreneurs at Disc Insider. Um, we want to do things for a Nashville comedy fest. So it's awesome. Like the money's not rolling in just yet, sure. but it's so refreshing to be able to work all day on something that I actually care about Yeah, and something that's mine. Right. Well, the money, I mean, that just comes, you know, you can't, Yeah. that's with every startup, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's a select few where you put something out there, you do something and boom, and mm-hmm. it happens like, and plus you probably wouldn't appreciate it or enjoy it as much if you automatically just i don't know maybe but (laughs) you know no i i know what you're saying yeah and like like, it's at the point right now where we're just like we have to say yes to everything like we've said yes to a few we said yes to a few events that were just like this is so stupid but hey whatever we got to do it and i mean a lot of them are for free and we're just like can you just put our logo on your flyer and tag us like whatever and that's kind of a hard pill to swallow to do work for free for sure especially when people are like i can't pay you but i can you know you probably got to pick and choose yeah at some point like is this because you need to get some kind of benefit out of it you know not necessarily be selfish like you definitely need to get a resume i think this Mm -hmm. is me Mm -hmm. Uh, but you say you guys do events so do people just ask you guys to put on events? We we reach out to a lot of people. Reach out to yeah, people. We've yeah, we've gotten our business cards and flyers. And like I said, we've been, put, we've been putting our logo on everything. And like the artists that play at our show were like, tag, tag us. Don't yeah. like tag the place you're playing for sure. Like in yeah. your location, but tag us because we want people to follow us and know what we do. Right. And I don't know anything about digital marketing at all. Yeah. I don't know anything about like Instagram. So I'm learning that this is a whole new territory. To Definitely. Me. Like yeah. it's so hard to get a following online. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Yeah. But yeah, like it was a kind of a epiphany. I want to say where I was just like, if I just do everything that I want to do right now yeah, and still find a way to bring in money, I will be happy. Right. So we, I launched the podcast because I've always wanted to do a podcast. Hell yeah. And um, like that's not gotten anywhere. We've only done three episodes, but it's still nice to just sit down and talk to someone every week. Yeah, you're venting. Yeah, putting it out there. Yeah, you're making content. Are you yeah. a fan of? Damn, here I am again. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Gary V. No. Gary Vaynerchuk. You no. ever heard of him? Uh-uh. Man, I've I get stuck on like these motivational people, and he's not. I mean, he's turning into more of a motivational speaker and. People who listen to my podcast regularly be like, damn, this guy tosses these names <laughs> like his past by four him. episodes. <laughs> but Gary V, uh, he owns a marketing company. Okay. I think it's called Vayner Marketing. Okay. Um, 
he's content king. You can learn so much from really? this guy because he just doesn't give a fuck. Right. He's like, there's so many different opportunities out there to put out content, and half of us are scared. Or we think it's got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. People don't give a shit. They, just they don't. See. They just want to know what's going on. Every podcast I listen to is like vulgar and funny and raw, and like <laughs> I don't. I mean. I've never really gotten into like an educational podcast. I heard they're great too, but I like being able to laugh and hear like people's stories. And I'm like, that sounds like me. I'm not like, yeah, cool. Like I'm not alone in this. Like, right. I listened to one the other day where they were talking about, I mean, these girls are rich now, like from their podcast and they had a following before. So they were lucky, you know, but she was talking about how she was 27 jobless, the brokest she's ever been in her entire life. And like, now she's like in her 30s and she's got a giant apartment in the East Village in Manhattan. And I'm like, that makes me feel so much better <laughs> that it's like cool. She's paving the way. Yeah. Like it's still possible. And, you know, Grace and I talked about starting like a Instagram account of just us like reading. I don't know if you are on Reddit ever. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, there's like on this Reddit. one thread called Am I the Asshole? And people will like submit <laughs> their st- something Dude, they did. that's a good idea. Yeah, and we're like, if we just like do one a week where I read the story and we react to it, because some of them are ridiculous. <laughs> that shit, Dude, that's a great idea. You should do that. Yeah, because I've always wanted to go into comedy. So I'm like, why not? I can do it myself. I can do it from my couch. Like, you I don't should. have to go do stand up, right? That's and if no so one. That's so fucking brilliant. If no one follows it, no one follows it. But, like. Dude, people are going to eat that shit up. I, dude, those stories. It's are just like insane. all the motherfuckers out there on YouTube that uh, listen to music for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, you know, what do you, what do you call it when they. Like do? a reaction video? Yeah. yeah reaction. It's so fun. People love that. People yeah. love watching people open boxes of things. It's just, yeah. there's an audience for everything. I was talking about this with uh, Aaron on the last uh, podcast episode. Uh, he was talking about there's this guy on YouTube that just rate, like, he does yard work. <laughs> okay. Like, he does his yard work and he has over a million views what? and raking leaves and shit. Who's what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he's like this is how you rake leaves oh my <laughs> god that's probably the weirdest said, oh, oh do you ever see those uh asmr i think it's called it's like they, they have like the high the high fidelity microphones and you can hear them like eating their food and yes. people are real and hey, I, I my wife watches pimple popping videos oh YouTube. i love those all day it's my passion she's like she'll be sitting <laughs> on the couch and we're watching women love that i don't know why dude i don't know either women like, love it i'll turn to her and i'm like do you what what pleasure do you get out of it? Please tell me. I don't know what it's it is. Disgusting. Every girl I've talked to loves it. Every guy I've talked to is like, no, like Dude, I don't want to watch that. She watches hours. There's of something that shit. something satisfying about it. That's make a fucking pimple popping video. Oh God, I could never. <laughs> I don't think I could do it in real life. Actually, touch one, but watching it, I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Soothing. I did follow one account like that on Instagram, and I had to unfollow because I was like, this is actually repulsive. Like some of the stuff, I'm like, all right, well, I don't even know how you let that cyst on your back get the size of your you child the yeah some of the things i just get disappointed in the people because yeah. i'm like what and also why are you letting someone film that yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here get out of here if i had something on me and someone was like can i film this i'd See, be like oh god I, I i did come across the other day well this is the other week that i was like why am i getting pleasure out of this but then i realized <laughs> that you know the pimple pond video stuff but chiropractors oh yeah I got a little bit of pleasure Where out of that. Where they crack their backs. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, what that, is that? that feels so good. That like, looks like it feels good. What is that about people? That- I don't know. And th- I mean, but this dude was doing some crazy shit. Really? Like, he was like jumping up on the table and <laughs> yanking this dude back. Could and- you imagine being at that chiropractor? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, 
He's like, okay, we're going to film you. Um, we're going to go through a couple Just things. Tossing him around You're the probably room. going to get a million views for your back being popped. So weird. Yeah. I would watch that. I'm going to go home and watch it with a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Something about that. I love it. That's so, so funny. When you guys say, you know, like you're saying this dude or whoever, this girl came to you for the EP release. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, will you put this event on for me? What's, yeah. What? Well, we knew her, um, which is, uh, you know. We sure. always word of mouth, whatever. Um, she was just overwhelmed. And she was just like, I want to do this. I don't know any venues. I don't know how much this costs. Like, I don't know. So it wasn't anything crazy. But Grace and I basically sat down together, mapped everything out, price point it, reached out to any venue we could and figured it out for her, sent it back. And we were like, this, this and this will take care of everything. You don't have to like lift a finger. You're already overwhelmed releasing an EP. We got you. Mm-hmm. And... It was actually like satisfying to do that. And then the venues that she didn't use, we actually were like, can we still come and like meet you just to make that connection? And right. we did. And we met like a lot of really great people that were like, yeah, if there's ever an event you want, like reach, like reach out. So oh, yeah. it is like learning now. We're learning how to make connections with people and like not be afraid to email someone and be like, can I come see your space? Definitely. You know, and because yeah. most of the time people are going to be like, yeah, I want you to come see my space. Right. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, learning how to ask people for things yeah yeah now you said you guys do like custom design clothing Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah that's another thing i got into new york i did uh actually this is from the the place i worked at um hell yeah yeah my friend guy um texted me one day and he was like can you come there's this place in jersey patterson new jersey it's called the patterson art factory um everyone in jersey knows about it but no one knows about it here it's this old silk factory that they convert it into just like a, a space for anyone to do whatever they want in there. Basically, like you rent a room for like 500 bucks a month. I know there's recording studios in there. There's hair salons in there. There's dance classes. There's fitness places. Pimple popping. There's pimple popping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do weddings there now. They film music videos. This is old Damn. ass, old, old warehouse. But yeah. when, I, when I was there, it was not as nice as it is, is now. There was no plumbing. Like people were just getting drunk and like all kinds of messed up. But. He was like, can you come to the art factory? I'm working with this guy and we need help with the website because he yeah. knew I was doing like marketing for in the city. So I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I had no idea what it was. I went in. It was like walking into my dream closet. There was just denim and clothes and like repurposed everything everywhere. And I was just nice. like, this is fascinating. So instead of doing marketing, I ended up like doing modeling and thrifting and like repurposing the clothes that this guy Robert was doing. He's a genius. He's like an incredible artist and he was doing jackets for Dead & Co and Brooklyn Allman and oh, sweet. Uh, Tyler Bryan and the Shakedowns nice. and it, he was doing all these custom jackets and we ended up moving out of the factory and getting like a storefront in the town Hawthorne and what was really cool about that, he bought this place, it was completely gutted and then me, him and Guy basically built it from the ground up. We built a stage in there, we painted the whole thing, we put up art, we put up the clothes, like we brought in an old motorcycle, we built a bar for a coffee shop and it was amazing and incredible i learned so much from him so much from him um and i fell in love with fashion and like making fashion for musicians and dressing musicians and that's badass yeah and and that's the thing where i was just like i don't need to be limited to one side of this industry at all no and yeah i mean in order to sustain i mean a lot of people do multiple things yeah you know i mean if you look at my resume you're you'd be like what? i don't know <laughs> well, what you I was do gonna say, like you you've done a lot of shit yeah you know? i i just wanted i wanted to get into this industry and get like 
knowledge from every aspect, partly to see what I hate it. Yeah. Partly to know, I mean, it, it benefits me in so many ways. Like when I'm working in audio, I know how to market that from like working in the business. Definitely. I know how to help them like build a brand because I did that. Or if I'm working in marketing, I know how the musician actually feels because I work with them in the studio. Yeah. So it's nice to know the ins and outs of that. Definitely. Kind of thing. And that's been beneficial. But that's also just from like my crazy brain that has a thousand ideas all at once <laughs> yeah. and has to get them out you on paper. You can't shut it off. I can't shut it off. I can't. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. So we were like, let's just start doing custom jackets. And that was still the same thing. We just painted our own and put them up there. And we we're like, we made this. We made this. Like we weren't making it for anyone. And then, you know, a few production companies reach out to us in Nashville. We did jackets for them. Um, and then like middle-aged women are like, can you make a jacket for me? I, and we're like, yeah, what, whoever, any, anyone and everything. And we're auctioning off some jackets next week at this event. And Red. it is out of pocket. I mean, I have a ton of paint. And then we just go to the thrift store, get some denim jackets. So it's like... Yeah, but you get the name out there. 20 bucks and we make some art and it's fun. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? That's that's pretty rad. Yeah, it's fun. And it, and so it, it's definitely like unisex, like male, female. Yeah. You do it all. Whoever wants anything, like, I might I might have to holler I'll at you. I'll give you a jacket. Because my 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 fashion is very under the table. Well, <laughs> now nah, you're fine. I need to step it up. I a little love bit. fashion. The key to fashion is wearing anything you want. That's, that's the right. thing. Because everyone's like, oh, it's not trendy, whatever. I'm yeah. like, I'll I'll throw on it. Like I have the, some of the ugliest jackets in the world in my closet, but I put them on and I'm like, this is cool. And everyone's like, I love your jacket. Yeah. It's just about wearing what you want. Um, you don't need to follow the fashion trends. Not that we have to get into fashion just right now, original. but it goes back to everything. Yeah. You just be original. Right. If, if you own it. I mean, like I see, so I, I went to this venue the other day to see some live music and the band was, was just like, it was a girl lead singer. She was just like, you know, whatever Nashville girl. The bassist had a Titans jersey on. The drummer had a button up t-shirt and glasses. The other bass player was just dressed in t-shirts and jeans. And then the guitar (laughs) player had a fedora on, a scarf, leather pants. And I'm like, what is this? Not matching at all. What is happening? And that's fine. But the guitarist that was wearing the fedora, I'm like, you (laughs) are wearing the fedora because you want to look like that edgy rock guy. But you're not that edgy rock guy. And it's just like, if you're not being your authentic self, whether it's with clothes, whether it's with the way you act, people see right people through. See they it. see right they through see you. It. Even online, they see it. They, they see hear it. it. They can tell by and what they they're reading. And they can't relate to you. Yeah. And like, you're not being you. Like, I if I walked in are. right now with a top hat, you'd probably think, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, damn. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, this girl's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a rabbit in there? Yeah, I, boy, I do magic too. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but like, that's the thing. You have to be yourself in this industry, in every industry. Uh, not not every, in every industry in entertainment. You have it's to be yourself. Fucking crucial, dude. Yeah, because you have to. It, it's cliche, like you said, and the quote, in a world where you can be anybody, be yourself. Yeah. Um, But... What you just said about that band is something that somebody else had said on this podcast um, that's in a band, and we were talking about branding yeah. and stuff, and he's like, he said the same exact thing. He's like, I go to these shows in yeah. Nashville, and I think a lot of it just has to do with, one, it, you're hiring musicians yeah, all the time, yeah. and two, it just doesn't get talked about if you are. Like if if you're being hired as a musician, you're not going to... You you're not going to think about it, mm-hmm. but if it is said, you need to be at least expect of of saying okay i need to do 
I need to look presentable. Like yeah. I'm gonna be a part of this. Because you don't know now. Now we're watching this band, and I'm like, I'm not. It was so country. The music was so country, and yeah. like they were singing about Waffle House and whatever. <laughs> it was clearly a country artist. That's what right. she wanted to be. But her band was just like, I don't know if you're indie rock. I don't know if you, this guy's on a football team. Right. And I don't know if that's like our professor in the back. <laughs> like, because it was just like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, you don't know if they're authentically together if and there was no vibe like it was just yeah. like you know just thrown they together. were good like she was good it was just like i, don't, I have no connection to this right. at all right. like that's the thing people don't want to think about it or don't no. don't think about it and little, branding it's that's so something, it's everything i mean i talk about it in almost every episode it's everything some people literally think that you they're like well i mean being myself is a brand and i'm like no, like you gotta do something. Like you, you gotta... be yourself by all means, but find that one thing about you and ride that. Right. Like, like yeah, it, you know what I mean. Like show that off. Like yeah. what makes you you. you. Yeah. yeah, you can have a thousand different interests. You can, you know, be the coolest person in the world, but everyone has something unique about them. Right. Like, you might not know it. You might have to look deep down inside of you, but everyone has something. Absolutely. Everyone has something about their story that is different than everyone else's story. Yeah. And. Like, if you're an artist, let that show through in your art. Like, whatever your art is, let it show through because people want to see that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to watch a girl on TV who is exactly like me. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I'd be like, well, I, I know her, right? You're selling yourself short if you don't. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It's it's common sense in a way, but um, speaking specifically to musicians, uh, you know, we're not like the most savvy business people. Yeah. Uh, we just want to be creative. Any artist in general, whatever you're doing, whether it be design or art or something, it's it's rare and few and far in between, you know, where you find those individuals that are want to work their ass off yeah. and do the business side of things. And, you know, it, it's a delicate balance. And I think a lot of people have problems finding that balance. And mm -hmm. so they're like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. And they end up fucking themselves. Because, sure. you know, it's like in today's age you sky's the limit yeah because you can put your music out there you can market yourself yeah. you can pay for cheap ass ads on social media 10 bucks to run it like for a you week? can do all these things yourself Why you don't you? need a label and people just don't even pay attention no, to it like i don't want to i was talking to my friend the other day and she was just like it's not even like the big companies anymore it's these little entrepreneurs that are like you know yeah. building up that people are putting their trust in because we're over here like we've experienced it firsthand like I we've been in that position of being a struggling artist. Yeah. Like I know how to help you. I know where the money needs to go. Yeah. I know what I need to do. Yeah. Like I don't have to give you five hundred thousand dollars yeah. in advance and then make you pay it back. Like we can give you ten thousand and put you out on the road exactly. and we'll make it back and then and you'll we'll, make we'll some money. send you to good places and we'll send you to places that are we played at and now those people are like family to us and we'll send you there. We're not gonna send yeah. you to some sketchy venue in like a parking lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's things lot. like that. Yeah. But that's I mean, circling back, like content, like yeah. One thing I do tell people, like put out everything you post everything. everything you do even if you hate it yeah just post it post that shit post it if people want to see it people want to know you're doing something i just um today my boyfriend he's a producer in nashville and he's the same struggle as us is finding people to produce finding people to work with and you know i said you we need to take your instagram right now make it into your production instagram and then make a separate one for your 
personal stuff because if you go on your Instagram, you see like music, music, your dog, music, music, me. And if people go on there, they're gonna be like, I don't know if he's a producer. I don't know if this is a guy. So we wiped it clean. Yeah. Put up videos of his actual work. Right. Put up his email on there. Put up a link to uh, where all the music he is. And I'm like, now people will look at that and know what you are. Definitely. You have to do it. And I said, post everything. I said, do a tutorial once a week of you just doing something in oh, Pro man, Tools. Oh, man, it would go viral. Just yeah. anything. And, like, one day someone will watch it. Yeah. Like, you have to post it. And as an artist, we know that the first time we look at our work, if we listen to it or like see it or whatever, we're like, this sucks. We I hate it. it. I hate yeah. it. And <laughs> Dude, you don't want, you don't want time. anyone to see it. You're like, this shit sucks, It's man. so bad. But, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, but most of the time people are listening and they're like, I love it. Yeah, and you're like, like, no, you don't. Good. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah. But that's, Shut up. Post everything you do. There's no harm in it. No. Like, no one's no. going to make fun of you except for like the mean girls from my high school. Yeah. They, fo- even if they, they followed my podcast. I was like, block, block, block. Even if, if we need people like that, like, yeah. even if people like don't like it or they're talking bad or whatever, you're still paying attention to that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're still the one commenting on it or yeah. saying something about like, it. You're so. giving me followers. Yeah. You're giving me views. You're like, telling people about it. Oh, yeah. She's doing that. Yeah. Hey, like, hey, send that to someone to make fun of me. They're still going to watch it. My views are going to yeah. go up. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care. I, I, who cares? Don't bother me. It's the same. What is it? Uh, what's that saying? Like any publicity is good, good publicity. Public, yeah. So true. Absolutely. That's the thing. Post what you got to post. Like, I mean, people are getting famous for dancing on TikTok right now. Like, <laughs> dude, TikTok's blowing. Gary V is TikTok an scares me. TikTok. Really? Yeah. Oh, he says it's the next thing. Like, if you don't get on it. Do you ever see those like those pretty like internet boys on there that dance? They do like like uh, I don't know. They'll like lip sync and they'll like go like this and yeah, then yeah, you know yeah. what i'm talking about I, I don't i don't have a tiktok me either uh, my wife does and she showed me some stuff but i know what you're talking about there was yeah. one my friend my friend will send me them all the time because she knows i hate them he was like it was like this music playing in the background and i don't know if he was standing under the shower to make it look like it was raining on him but if it was just pouring water down on his face yeah. and he's pretending to knock on a door and he's just like i just wanted to say i'm sorry about that fight earlier <laughs> and and then he's like i wanted to come here and tell you I love you. And then he's like, you love me too? Can I come in? I'm freezing. And I was like, what is this? Why are we watching this? What is this? And I'm like, he's famous on TikTok. And I I always say, I'm like, imagine going on a date with your dream guy. He's like amazing. He's awesome. He's so fucking cool. And you're like, this is it. And then you go back to his house and he has a ring light in his room. And you find out he's doing TikTok videos like like, that. Do you stay? No, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) See, the thing about TikTok, though, is because it's the newest platform. People love it. So the reason why Gary Vee is so advocate about it, because he's like, it's not saturated like everything else. Yeah. You could get on there and get in a niche and really do your thing. And if people like it, you will get exposure because you're not having to fight through everybody like Instagram. Well, I loved Vine. Vine was my favorite, my favorite thing ever. And I was so sad to see it go. But so many people like built their careers, music careers, just by starting on Vine. Like yeah. just posting Luke a Holmes. six. Oh, he started on Vine. Yeah, hell yeah, I didn't know that. He's a Vine guy. Vine and YouTube. Six seconds. That's all it takes. Why not? Yeah. Why not put yeah. out six seconds of your work? Right. People six are gonna seconds? see it. You got six Shit. seconds. You got a good note in six seconds. Yeah, like, exactly. You can narrow it down. Yeah, like the best oh. part. <laughs> yeah. Put it out there. Put For it. Real. You're not gonna get anywhere if you're not. Like, no. You know. Yeah, and and it's. It's hard. Like, it's hard to get over that self-esteem mm-hmm. thing of, like, I want everybody to like it. Mm-hmm. But people need to understand, like, likes are going to go away eventually. Yeah, not everyone's going to like it. Yeah. You know, it's and it doesn't matter. If you get 10 likes, 
where 10 people will go out and buy your song mm-hmm. or buy your t-shirt or mm-hmm. whatever you're making against like 80 people liking something and they're never going to buy that shit, yeah. then what the hell is the point of it? What's the point? Yeah. Like one person, one fan is a success. Like right. it really is. And it goes to different. It, the The thing about today, people want instant gratification and they want, they don't really want to put in the work because uh, they're not seeing people put in the work. And yes. They don't want to do it. And a lot of musicians have that big head where like, I'm so good. Why is this not working out for right. me? And it's like, well, there's... Um, a lot of musicians who are really good that aren't getting anywhere. And there's a lot of musicians who are really bad and they're getting somewhere Yeah, because they're putting in the work. Right. And they, that's it. Like I see a lot of people that aren't talented and I'm like, how the hell like, <laughs> are you this successful? Some of them, a lot of it's cause like you said, content, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to put this out there. Even if it sucks, mm-hmm. somebody's going to think it's good. Someone's going to think it's good. And it damn sure works. And you have to like be, you can't this is business this is music this is art you can't be you said it earlier you can't be too picky in the beginning yeah play everywhere don't turn down anything don't turn down anything i don't i can't turn down anything right now eventually you can yeah but like you know i have a few friends that are comedians they've played in the lobby of a hotel in the middle of nowhere or played like did their stand-up yeah they're and they do it yeah and you have to do it it's mandatory you have to you have to put in the work you have to pay your dues if you don't you're not gonna get any better Mm -hmm. You're not going to experience that feeling mm-hmm. of because you have to fall. You have to fail. Yeah. You have to go down and say, okay, I'm going to work up from here. I'm going to make myself better. Yeah. If you don't do it, it's it psychologically, it's not going to allow you to get better. You're not going to grow. No. I mean, I literally paid to go to an internship for over a year. Damn and right. Even my mom was like, why are you doing this? I would have done the same like, damn thing. It's the only way. Like, yeah. there's just no other life for me. If I'm not being creative... I don't want to, I I don't, I will be miserable. Like it's the only way. And I'm envious of those people that have stayed in my hometown and have a regular job and have a house and a husband and are happy. I'm envious of that. Like I would love my brain to work that way where I could be content in one place and be content just, you know, having a, just like, going to work every day, yeah. coming home and being happy. Dinner, I'm jealous of you. Out. I'm jealous of you. I, it yeah. sucks not knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from. It sucks like not knowing if you're going to be successful, but I'm having fun and there's no way I could ever be that person. Yeah. I can't sit still. I never will sit still. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah, for Dude, sure. This has been freaking. I awesome, love this. Man. Yeah, you yeah. have to come on my podcast I next. Yeah, you to. have to. I want to talk. I want to talk more about that podcast eventually, though. Too. I have to let everybody know about it. But uh, man, yeah, it's been so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, I literally wrote down all these questions, and you answered every single. <laughs> I'm really one good. Of them. I yeah. thought it was gonna be like, "What's your favorite color?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's your particular choice of shoelace? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many I couldn't answer that yeah, yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much thank again. you man <laughs>